Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and welcome along to episode number 55 of the Sofa Manager Scottish Football Podcast and this week's show, the episode we've been promising now for I think the last three episodes um, yes. our usual Sofa <laughs> Manager timeliness uh, it's our Falkirk Football Club season review for 2017-2018 so it's been a very interesting season. We've had uh, three managers, played a sly European fixture. You'll get what I mean. We'll come back to it later, sort of. Uh, culled a bunch of youngsters and momentarily lost our logo. So, all in all, quite an eventful season, wouldn't we say? Uh, off the park, yes. Yes, <laughs> perhaps not on it. Uh, joining myself, Paul, uh, for this episode tonight. We've got a bit of a brotherly podcast tonight, joined by Andrew. Hello, Hello Andrew. I think between us we've seen... Where we've laid eyes on nearly every Falkirk game this season. Almost. Uh, some deliberation as to who's been to the most games. I have. Uh, of course, myself. Anyway. I will. <laughs> and also joined by uh, now part-time Falkirk fan. <laughs> some might say it is uh, John Brown as usual. Hello. Oh, you've missed a fair few games this season, John. I've uh, been in most home games. Away games is... He's a glory hunter. He's been a write-off. Glory hunter. He's not there for the rough times. Um, so let's get <laughs> straight on with our wonderful and positive and thrilling analysis of this season. Right, so first things first, just a few lines guys on what we've thought of this season. Do you think it's been good? Do you think it's been bad? I tell you what, before before we do that, shall we give some background? As to where we ended up. Nah, if you want. So Falkirk in 2017-2018 finished 8th with 47 points and a goal difference of minus 4. Which I didn't think was too bad. Not too bad for the bottom half of the championship. The terrible season we had. Uh, Made it to the quarter-finals of the Scottish Cup, beating Livingston and Cove Rangers. Knocked out by the Rangers, ironically. And then making it to the... The, f- the second round of the League Cup, which is better than it sounds because they made it through the group stages yes. and then were knocked out the first time of asking. And the Challenge Cup, the quarterfinals as well, I believe. So, sum up. Thoughts? Good, bad season. John, we'll come to you first. Uh, it's a fairly forgettable one. Mm-hmm. Um, terrible signings at the beginning of the season. Picked up slightly after January once Hartley came in. It's a bit of an end of an era in terms of Alex Smith leaving as well which is maybe not such a bad thing. It's it's going to be a, an absolute gutting of the squad over the summer, all going well. Uh, um, yeah, I'm glad to see the back of it. Good. Andrew, a few short thoughts. We'll get into your gripes. I can see him well, <laughs> chomping at the bit to lay into various staff. And well, no, I'll, I'll say the start of the season was incredibly disappointing, but again, for the past like two years, Falker have been playing a way that you wouldn't really enjoy watching. Mm. So the start of the season was really poor, but then the second half of the season is where we kind of expect to be. Mm-hmm. So basically, we won enough games to get ourselves in the playoffs, but again, the start of the season was so poor that mm-hmm. it just hindered the full season. Full season. I think for me, it's been a season of highs and lows. Mm. Uh, I think highlight for me was obviously doing the announcing against Brecon City. That was possibly the most excitement I've ever had in my entire life. The coldest I've ever been. It was very cold, but uh, I'll treasure those clips forever. I'll slot one in now, hopefully. Okay, hopefully 
Paul remembered that. Um, Maybe. So that that was good fun. But uh, I think the most difficult season I've had following a football team ever. Uh, you know, there was a really bad run there at the start of the season, which was it was just it was bad to watch. Everyone was miserable. They were down about the team. It just didn't make for good watching. It really put me off uh, for that entire season. I don't think I celebrated a goal properly until the final game of the season. Uh, truth be told, it was it was that much of a sort of nothing game. So, um, aye, where do we want to start? Well, you want to start with cups? Do you want to start with cups? Some of the positives. Or? Yeah, some of the positives. <laughs> We, such a thing. we are big advocates here at Sofa Manager of the Betfred Cup, and it's one of our co- most comprehensively covered competitions on here. Um, you know, we were spouting some stuff at the start of the season, various kind of predictions and things like that. Uh, woefully wrong. <laughs> yes, yes. We've obviously spoken about our Rory Loy uh, faux pas on, I think, the 50th episode. Yes, um, I think we've had... Uh, we're on Darren Gibson stating that Alex Harris is a good signing for Falkirk good signing for Falkirk <laughs> uh, that was after the breaking game where he scored and assisted I'm sure a rare sight <laughs> for well, any Falkirk player this season truth be told it was at the time um, you had Lloyd down as a catalyst catalyst, catalyst yes more like a duff catalytic converter but anywho yep. I had said that he would be the difference between who won the league between us and Sibirn yes partially right correct <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else we have said we had Tam Scobie was going to be the hero for Dundee United. Yep, and that turned out to be wrong. They were going to shore up the defence. What we did say, though, is we said that Falkirk's defence hadn't been tested mm. and it looked quite fragile in the very few occasions that it had. Mm-hmm. Um, and that proved to be true. <laughs> it did. Uh, offensively, they were absolutely spectacular. Though in, in the Betfred Cup especially, when we saw you know, people like Miles Hippolyte, for example, who left us halfway through the season, was absolutely awesome. You know, He was scoring absolute worldies. Yep. First hat-trick. For Falkirk ever. Ever. Yeah, 4-4. So, you know, there was there was an excitement, there was a real buzz about it. Again, totally false. Finished top of that group, uh, which was absolutely great. A goal difference of 12 uh, out of their four games. Um, so, I little did we know that goal scoring would be a huge problem. And defending. And defending. <laughs> yes. Wonderful start, though. 12. <laughs> what, a goal, a goal difference of 12? How many games did it take us to meet that in the league? <clears throat> that's in the Probably quiz. over 12. That's in the quiz later, Andrew. Shut <laughs> oh, <up. right. laughs> um, Don't jump the gun. No. <laughs> exactly. Sadly, though, knocked out to Livingston. Which we did get absolutely demolished. That that was the worst game I'd ever that was That Is was that soul two, destroying. 2 1. It was nil nil. No. It might be one each going into extra time. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was extra time, aye. It was horrendous. I mean, we had no right to be in that game. The that, goal was a team, sheer fluke. Neither yes. team deserved to be anywhere near <laughs> the Betfred Cup at that stage. I think Livingston actually got a bit unlucky against Hibernian, I think, in the round after. I think they got about 4 3. Yeah, because that was at Easter Road. Yeah. yeah so, I think it was on telly. Not so bad. Um, and then, obviously, in the Scottish Cup, we got our own back on Livingston. I don't. I didn't. Do- Regan Tumulty. Oh, that was another terrible that game. That was wasn't a fantastic it? goal. Was it? No. no it was, uh, <laughs> you, we, we sat there for 90 minutes and Tumulty, the ball got played up the, like across everyone uh-huh. to the back post. It was one of those where you've got the first time volley, you can take it. I think the ball took two bounces, hit off a Livingston player, and flicked over Alexander. It's not been classics in the in the fixtures against Livingston. Oh, uh, this no. season in particular. I've been I've been to plenty, and I think I've seen two, maybe three goals, and I can't really name a good one. Well, look where they are. Look where we are. Um, obviously beating Livingston, hallelujah, and going through to play Cove Rangers. 
mm-hmm. in what turned out to be quite an entertaining and nail-biting fixture. Uh, as a matter of fact, they, you know, Falkirk went ahead to a bit of a fluke quite early on, I think. Yep, and then Cove. Was it Cove came back Cove straight came away? back. And two late goals required. Oh, no, it was two. They kind of sucker punched um, them after the second half. Yeah, Sibs got one, and I think Kubik got the other. So they, they came out and just sneaked by Cove Rangers, uh, which was a scare, but, you know, still one. You yeah, know, it's a great showman, you know, with Sibs. Yes. <laughs> All these footballers are loving... <laughs> The Greatest Showman soundtrack at the moment. I think uh, the Motherwell players warmed up to to get them, or is it Livingston warmed up to get them psyched for their first uh, playoff game against Partick Thistle? I mean, it worked, didn't it? It did, or did it? Anyway, uh, <laughs> recorded on the Saturday, pre <laughs> pre the second leg. Um, so yeah, all good there, and then they got basically pumped off Rangers in what was... It was quite a lacklustre cup performance, I would say. That was well, a fantastic I would, I would disagree seconds. entirely with that. Would you? They put a lot of effort into that game. Mm. They were just not good enough on the day. Well, really? That, they did put a lot of effort into the game. I mean, to be fair... The game I was had, gone after about they, five minutes. They chased and chased and they just... It was never going to be. It was a typical Falkirk at Ibrox performance. If only Muirhead had gone for the correct type of balls that day, we might have been in a better... Or if it had harder. <laughs> <laughs> was it Cummings or was it Morelos who uh, twanged? It was, it was David Bates. Yeah. Didn't even make the highlights real. I was disappointed about that. You wonder why? Though. Yeah, I, th- I thought he was terrible. He was absolutely terrible. But well, I don't know. Uh, so sad to be punted out to Rangers. They did get a goal though, didn't they? they equalised. Yeah, we did. No, we we equalised, but it was thirty-four seconds. It was like thirty odd seconds because mm. I, I had I had fun in that game for thirty seconds, yeah. and then you can turn round, like you could yeah. genuinely turn round, and they scored again. It was Jason Cummins. The goal came from the ball twang as well. Yeah. Did it? Yeah. It was the same corner. He did the Joker thing, which was wonderful. Well, that assist will go down in history then, I suppose, <laughs> wouldn't it? The only, you know, helpful thing. I think Patrick. it was a fantastic experience and it gave us the taste of, you know, what it would be like to be back in the Premiership for a brief moment. Well, you were in the Rangers then, so I you know. wouldn't know. Well, I know, but... I you went, had fun. I went Glory whenever I could get a free ticket. <laughs> you know, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't too fast either way. But... You know, I think that is the main aim of Falkirk Football Club, isn't it? Is to get back to the Premiership. It has yeah. to be this season. I mean, they're, taking, season. they're clearly taking it a lot more serious now. Because right. with the budget, etc. they've announced, and I think they're, I think it's time for a fresh start and it's going to be nice to see how it goes. It could go horribly wrong, but it's exciting now. It could do. Um, so I guess, you know, big ticket. Uh, before we move on, obviously, the Challenge Cup. Uh, I think the only interesting thing to come with that was the trip to Sligo Rovers. I'm quite disappointed I missed it. I think it was so it was difficult to get to. Yeah. Horrendous. You had to fly to Donegal. Uh-huh. If you could get, get a flight there. A lot of people flew to Dublin, I think. You had to fly to Dublin. You can either fly to Dublin, Belfast or Donegal. Yeah. Get the train or drive. And it was a, it was an awkward kickoff. It was quarter past five. Yeah. The yeah. And they wouldn't show it tell you. Aye. And you couldn't really stay in Sligo. You had to either stay in Donegal mm-hmm. or get the train back to Dublin again yeah. to get your early flight back on the Sunday. You know, that puts you off a wee bit. If I'd been a Dublin-based team, uh-huh. I'd been... A bit easier. Uh, was it Ballatown? Mm-hmm. It would have been brilliant, you know, Bray Wanderers or... Well, a small contingent did make their way there and I did hear some lovely stories of like uh, some of the volunteers in particular picked up by the team bus to get where they were going because you were marooned, essentially. Yeah, it's middle of nowhere. In so many different places. But Falkirk fans did enjoy their travelling this season, you know, out to Hungary 
Uh, Hungary was hilarious for the pre-season friendlies I think a lot of people had a good time I was very critical of it saying there was no real friendlies planned or anything no but look, it, well, they did struggle to. there was no purpose to get it, it yeah. no. <laughs> but again it was one of those if you go on like the unofficial Falkirk Twitter pages and stuff some of the stuff the fans were doing were hilarious Aye. I think they were they were cutting about doing you know the Lee Miller stretching and all that sort of jazz yeah. I've seen clips of with some very confused Hungarians <laughs> as to what they're doing. But I think it was nice. I think people got to get to know the team in perhaps a way that they wouldn't have uh, before, which was quite nice. Uh, something more organised might have been helpful, but, you know, by the by. Uh, but Challenge Cup, we weren't really fussed about, really, were we? You take that in serious when you hit the semi-finals. How many have they won Challenge Cup-wise? One or two? One. I think it's no, one. No, they've won well more than that. No, no, but... As- they've won twice. I've seen them win it twice at least. Because we went, did, was it Livingston we won it at? Well, the record holders, they've won it four times. I don't know. Yeah, but did it not get re- revamped though? Ah, it's still the Challenge Cup. <sighs> oh, is this. Uh... Perhaps. Still doesn't count as a major trophy. It's a minor trophy though. It is a minor trophy. I don't think we're ever going to get a major trophy mm-hmm. in the next 10 years. Well, you never know. But, you know, the the I think the Cup performance is the only place we can take any real solace, and I think it's time to get to the nitty gritty of it. Whoosh. To the league performances. Uh, so as I said, Falkirk finishing in 8th, 47 points. Uh, the season before they finished 2nd with 60 points and a goal difference of 18. Not that great for 2nd. But we fully expected roughly the same this season. Well, yeah, we expect, beginning of the season we expected them to either win it or become 2nd. Yes. But doing us in Dundee United, nobody really thought St Mirren would push as hard as they did. No. Livingston had a stellar season. Nobody again would have predicted no, that. No, no. But... That's them. That's not what Falkirk done. Falkirk were dreadful. Exactly. Uh, and even, you know, last season with the 60 points, they would have actually finished fourth this season, which I thought was the interesting comparison. So the bar has been raised in the championship at a time where Falkirk, you know, have, have been unable to hurdle anything. Pretty much. <laughs> frankly. Um, and I think what was what is obviously super important for Falkirk, and I'll raise this point to you, Andrew, is if you don't start well in the season and build the points to kind of put you in that 4th, 5th, 6th because that's where Falkirk usually are at the end of the season before they meteorically rise out of nowhere <laughs> to shunt Hibs out of some position that they really should be or or some, or Dundee United as it was last season and the start just wasn't there at all Nope I mean well yeah I think they definitely got put back down to earth after the Livingston game so that was the first game before we went back into the league mm. and then you're going in from you were just climbing and climbing, getting higher and higher. Mm-hmm. But I kind of wish we just lost the Betfred Cup because it might have been a different start to the season. But again, we did put our faith in Rory Loy. <laughs> Too much money. So again, he was an incredible disappointment and that was that. But Alex Harris at the start of the season, he showed signs of being good, but I think he needs a bit of confidence and he just never got to the point where he'd get any. Mm. And I don't think anyone really had any confidence. I think... Especially at the start of the season, you know, it was it was Peter Houston who was in. And he had a record of zero wins, three draws and four losses. Which, after seven games felt a lot longer, I'm going to be honest. It felt a lot more, lot longer and a lot more painful. We were calling for his head, I think after two or three, you know. Uh, they lost to St Mirren in the first game of the season. Got a draw with Dumbarton at home, which wasn't great. And then just went on a streak of losses and draws, even drawing with Brecon City earlier on, early on in the season. Yeah, in one of what they're only four points. Was it not six? No, three. Sorry. I'm just talking about there because um, it was away. Was that away from home? No, it was. No, home. I was at home. Jeez, I can't remember that. And no, uh, you, uh, you were sitting next to me. 
No. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can remember. I we, left, we did leave early because I think it was one of them where we had chance after chance after chance. But again, it was Nathan Austin next to Rory Loy. Well, it's interesting because you compare the team at the start of the season compared to the team at the end of the season. It's just a, it's a totally different animal. It's a, it's a different team and a different kind of ethos about it as well. Mm. It was getting quite stale given who we had. I mean, I can still remember it. It was after the first 20 minutes at, at St. Mirren. Mm. We were one nothing up and absolutely flying. Mm-hmm. Confidence was flowing. They had their first attack. You seen how utterly inept their defence was. Mm-hmm. And you just had that moment of, oh, fuck, here we go. Yeah. Um, and that was it. That set the tone for the rest of the season. It was just, an, just fell out their own backsides. It was frightening. I think, I think what we said, you know, with the playoff failure that was last season, Houston had completely run out of motivation. He didn't know what to do with that team anymore. And I think you saw that the the, the psychology of the team just wasn't in no, the right place a, anymore. There was a, a feeling about the place that it was just defeatism. It was, mm. you can get so far, but you can't get any further. Why the hell would you bother? You know, and, th- and that crept in quite sort of deep-rooted as well. Mm. Um, and we've seen that once we got into kind of the Hartley era mm. and who he got rid of and the change in mood around the place at the same time. Yeah. It was quite substantial well the last straw was on the, the 23rd of uh, September yeah September uh, it was the last game that Houston played or or managed and he was gonna was he sacked or was it uh... he was de- I could guarantee he was definitely sacked he probably got into the room and he had the conversation but yeah. I think he wanted to walk with his dignity because he did he did great things at Falkirk but again looking at that like where we were at the time He'd lost the fans totally, completely, and then but uh, the issue was you like you've got the Falkirk TV, TV interviews and stuff after, and he just didn't show like oh we're good at times, but then we did this wrong, did this wrong. So I think he was just blaming it on like play like players making their making their own mistakes. But again, for the full season, we were depending on a strike force and a defence because the, the midfield was never there. Yeah, but like the the big issue I had this season was people like Tom Tywo was a good player for Falkirk but he's not a very good footballer and he was the only one trying through games so people were saying Tom Tywo was the best player we have no Tom Tywo was the hardest working but he's not got the ability to go along with what he had I think certainly there was that grit and determination from some players Tywo very much in the same way of Mark Kerr couldn't really move the team forward and bring anything offensively we were very defensive minded and we had no attacking threat coming from the midfield zero pushing forward and a lot of people uh, look back to Volks and go, that was the kind of guy we needed in the midfield. The guy's a kind of once every blue moon player, but he was never replaced. Not not to the same quality, hmm. but to the same mentality. There was no attacking midfielder to slot in beside Kerr to take the pressure off uh-huh. But I think, I think Joe McKee was maybe that player he was looking at, yeah. and it just never materialised. Is he still with us? And unfortunately, mm. I Didn't really play a lot in the back stretch of the season there. No, but again, like what Falkirk needs is a dominant midfielder. Because I think that's what, like, if we had a dominant midfielder, even if it's just someone that will take the ball from the back and bring it forward, mm-hmm. or just anyone, like a big brute force. So basically, we just needed someone to be in there when the headers, like, causing problems for their midfielders, because they're getting too much time to think, mm. and they, they'll see the play develop in front of them, and they'll only be, like, a wee, a wee guy sitting, standing in front of them. Yeah. So we just needed a bit, like, someone just to dig at them in midfield, but we never had that. I think... What you have to look at is what, what what do you actually want here? Because, you know, if you want that big midfield, you want everything to go through the centre of the park, or do you want to focus on the wingers? Now, what where I thought we were actually quite strong this season was some of our wing play. Because when Alex Smith came in for Peter Houston, 
first thing he did was switch to basically a 4-3-3 against Morton and put the team into basically where everyone would fit in their position instead of blooming out of position all the time, all across the park. And that's where people like Alex Harris, for example, thrived. You know, going down the wing, getting crosses in, which is... not always brilliant, but, you know. Well, that was pretty much what he was good at. You know, he could get a decent ball in the box. He might not have done much more else um, for you but well, that, that worked as soon as as Smith did that and played to their strengths I'd probably say he's been hit too hard this season because Falkirk had a bad season but like he never got a chance like the way he plays Falkirk don't have his position Alex Harris yeah like he either had to play wing back or mm-hmm. he either had to play in the centre centre midfield but yeah. if we had him as like a right midfielder he's always got that behind him so he could wait for someone to come past but mm. when he was playing right wing back he doesn't doesn't suit him I think a lot of wing backs this season. I'd probably give him. I'd give him. I'd say I'd give him a chance next season. But again, I'm not going to judge that's, him. That's, that's him on the the iPad. Just <laughs> thanks, <laughs> Andrew, for your polite comments. No, but he he's got he's like I've got hope for him, but not why. Well, Harris has not been suit de jour as was uh, you know pronounced by the what Indiegogo or you know GoFundMe or um, oh, there was uh, somebody had put a GoFundMe page uh, to get rid of him. Yes. I wanted to contribute, but uh, it was shut down before I got near it. You contribute to Loy, you wouldn't contribute to You Harris. would, though. He's not good enough. He's useless. Who, Loy? Both. Like, Loy, ha- both <laughs> are absolutely hopeless fuck-up players. I don't think... Some of the worst I've seen in the jersey. I don't think Harris is the worst player I've He's not the team. worst player I've ever seen. He's not. No, he is. He's he is not. absolutely mm, up there. No. I, I think someone... People were... Falkirk fans were looking for someone to blame. And he, he had the confidence to get on the ball and ah. try and do something. But like, if it never worked out, Falkirk fans would hit him because he's not hide behind anything. So he still takes a risk. Mm-hmm. The boy's a ghost. He, he could be. I would agree with that. absolute ghost. And he was nowhere to be found when we really needed somebody to But you up. think he's worse than someone like Sean Welsh? Sean Welsh, I would agree, he's not had a great season. He came in after a lot of injuries. No pre-season. I don't know what he was offered because he was offered a contract and he really? rejected it. So that's a, a real shock. Deleted, but it's a shock. Well, like, he's certainly up there though I mean it's the same with Watson Watson's not that good a defender mm-hmm. he's the level of Wraith I was hoping they would come up so he would go back <laughs> you know, I'm quite happy that Alois came up because that's a perfect place for Harris to go Aloha Alex Harris well, he's, he's up there in some of the worst Falker players I've ever seen and the guy's confidence is on the flare and Falker is absolutely not the place you want to be mm-hmm. for that Let's let's talk about you know some of the signings because you know this is an area you said earlier, John, that that really hit them hard at the start of the season and that they lost some big players end of last season, you know, like Volks, like Alston, and and that never really replaced that. You know, we had you know Welsh we talked about, Rory uh, Loy came in, Harris, people like Regan Tumulty came in a bit later to try and save things. That was a Hartley era. Yes, who'd done a reasonable job. You would probably agree. Hartley was a good firefighter. I mean, he I'd had say, a good I'd, game or a bad game. There was nothing in between. Well, yeah, but again, I'm not entirely sure how he wants to play yet, because the team the team that he had was we were grinding out results slightly, but then Yakubiak hit a bit of form, and then that kind of saved them a bit. Whereas then Yakubiak, when it was quiet, Nelson would hit a bit of form, and then neither of them were in form. Well, then you know that was that was two signings as well. You know, under the Hartley area, and this is something he seems to be quite keen on this young English blood which again I'd probably say that's probably the right idea because people are seeing that English teams are now trying to trust Scottish teams a little bit mm-hmm. more 
Like, whereas you like you've got you, like you had that Masonda that went to Celtic, and he was meant to be tipped to be the next big thing. But like mm. Roberts came up, you've got Rangers getting one or two, a few players in. It's one of those like they think if they come up to Scotland and pick someone's eye, they could get into the Premiership. What blind them? No, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Catch someone's Catch eye. Catch someone's eye. That's <laughs> it. Pick them in the eye, John. <laughs> Play me. Um, well, but I find it interesting in that you know Falkirk were always known for bringing through the kind of young Scottish talent. But again, I think we had to change that philosophy after the best thing we produced. Though you can say, like, as soon as we got rid of the academy, we did sell on some players like McBride and Gallagher. But again, they weren't coming at the first team making a difference. Well, let's talk about Tony Gallagher for a second, because in some miracle move, the world's best agent, he, wa- he wasn't playing for us. And if he was, he wasn't playing that well. And nah. then what, 250, 500 grand to Liverpool? 250. 250. How? It was the How? potential rather than the... What potential? Football um, manager. If you play on football manager, you're fantastic. Oh, I'm he's... surprised he never went to Watford. They love a slice of that. He's not, though. Because see, on football <laughs> manager, he's, he's got one of these variable potentials that, depending on when you start the game, he might be good, he might not be good. You, you play him quite regularly at the beginning. He develops. Really yeah, maybe. Though. You can, you can sell him for a mill. No, if you course. actually look at his stats, it's variable and it just it depends. But, I mean, that was a miracle. But that is one area that Falker have been left extremely short. And that's what's been propping them up over the last few years, is the good young players. And it, I, it dried up quite quickly. It did. They sold them far too early, in my opinion, one or two of them. I don't know. I think they held on a few as long as they, can, they could. And we were left with what is essentially... Sibold was pretty much the last first-team player to come through our academy. Yeah, and he's probably done. I think we've established that now. He's going to try something new. Every chance. But, you know, does that validate in any way? And I wasn't happy about this at the time, but their decision to cut the Youth Academy to focus on all funds on the first team. It's the way to go. Well, again, it was one of those, like, they, they obviously never did it properly because they never made a public announcement so it came up in the papers first. Yes. So that was a big issue with that there. But I think it was the right decision. Well, again, Hartley did this with Alwa. Ooh, ah, he, he did the exact same thing. He went in and then three months later, they cut the youth system. Mm-hmm. So I think it's his way of he just wants to focus everything on the first team. Yeah, just like I think the main aim of the team was for the past like two seasons was to go up, mm-hmm. and we've continually failed at that. But now it's it's basically they have to take a different approach. We've tried this approach for so many years, and it's not really cashed in for what we've spent. I think it worked for a long time. I think this season you see statistically as well the development league team finished bottom of the league. And were fairly lackluster. The only player from the development league squad to get into the team was Kieran Dunn, who hadn't actually made an appearance for the development league squad before he was in the first team. Yep. And this was very much kind of Paul Hartley's first signal, you know, after the hundred percent record of Alex Smith. Uh, was that our only victory against Dunfermline this season? Yes. Mm, yeah, will be. Oh, that's grim. That's one of the first seasons in a while we finished behind Dunfermline, which is uh, a kick in the teeth. Um, as well but that was his big signal to the players is you know I, I need to be listened to yeah but with someone like Dan he's now an international footballer just I still don't well, I thought he did a job when he came in he did alright he was in better than Harris so you can't complain he, he looked motivated and I think that was one of the problems our players had this season was lack of motivation and especially with the shift mid-season we lost a lot of experienced heads like you know Mark Kerr we lost Lee Miller from the dressing room, you know, Alan Mavery, people like that left. But very experienced footballers that have been at the top level. Who weren't doing very much for us in the first half of the season. No, I know, but 
I don't, know, think were... any, I don't think it's any coincidence that the results kind of changed when they left as well. <sighs> but they were characters. Oh, no, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't really judge them on from when they left. It was a different manager. It was a different style. It wasn't... Oh, I think Hartley kind of unequivocally told them to leave mm. to free up funds for him. Um, he's seen them... He must have seen one of Kerr Miller mm-hmm. who may have wanted the managerial position themselves. Mm. We don't know. And that's caused a bit of a... Not bad blood, but a bad feeling. Between the two. What I would say is that I don't see a togetherness in the dressing room. I don't see a joy about their play in the same way I would see for like Livingston or Motherwell or something like that. I think you'll see it next season though. Again, but Livingston are just a hit and hope team. You punt it to Lee Miller and it goes down and then they've got options right or left. But like Lee Miller has been scoring for them. And on the flip side of that, other players we've let go, you know, James Cragen just recently signed an extension on at Dunfermline. They're quite happy with him there. But again, he suited the way they play. It's the way that Falkirk wanted to play. James Cragen did not fit in. Like everywhere we played him, he played well at Wraith. But then when Falkirk took him, they took him because he was a good player, not because they needed a player in that position. I just think that players just weren't allowed to progress under the management structure we had and I think we were hindering a lot of people yeah. and we just did not get remotely the best out of our squad this season it, they were all played out of position and if you go back to Houston signings they were all wrong really <laughs> you look at it I mean like he never signed an actual right or left back but he got, he no, he got no money Didn't and Hartley got all the money literally no, I, all the I, money I, I fully believe that Houston had a mentality that if you lived within a 20 mile radius of Falkirk you were getting a contract <laughs> yeah, you, you know it's true at least Harley's got a wee bit of ambition he's clearly went to the board and says you're doing it wrong he stood up for himself he's got the structure in place that he wanted what's Harley really made a success of though like Alloway never followed through with he jumped ship once they no. got beat once Alloway Dundee got, he got Dundee up he got Dundee up he, done, he got Dundee to a certain point and I think it was a natural end it's like Houston, it was a natural end. Uh, Hartley Wallowa, he could have done more. I know from unreliable sources that he wanted to do more. <laughs> we <laughs> love those sources on Sofa Manager. <laughs> he actually thought he could take Alloa, sort of pushing into the playoffs. The board told him, get it stuffed. Went into the championship playoffs. They didn't want to get into the championship playoffs. Lo and behold, f- look at where they are now. Which eh? I can fully understand. Um, so, he, you know, he's a good manager. Um, I don't know how he's... There's talk about his relationships... So is he a good man and manager mm. I don't care so Def- he he's definitely not well we have heard stories but I don't know if they're true or not so. well, well we'll get on to where he, he's taking the squad but he obviously he did improve things you know second half of the season he managed to get 14 victories under, under their belt uh, which ultimately still took us nowhere but it took us closer uh, you know we were marooned oh, well, if you, yeah I mean that's exactly it if you take if you had continued Houston's track record, we were relegated. Uh, no, 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 no. We would have made the, the playoffs because no. we still had enough points. Nah, come on, Breaking would have better eventually. <laughs> Quite <laughs> possibly. Breaking pushed us close a few times. I must say, that game I was announcing, I was I was fairly scared until a couple of second half goals uh, kind of saw us ease away. Um, but yeah, I, I think we were happy just not to be involved in any relegation playoffs or anything like that. Because I, I think if we were in the relegation playoffs, we were in big trouble. Because if you look, if you look at the track re- record of it, Wraith have went down, mm-hmm. and they weren't actually that bad the season they got put down. Mm. And then you look at them, Barton, who, again, they're not they're always the team that were there and they're about the relegation zone, but they'd be able to slide their way out of it. Mm-hmm. But then Aloha popped out out of nowhere because mm-hmm. I think very few people would have chose them to come up. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they've just taken advantage of the full system and they've got lucky. 
It's what you need to do sometimes. Oh, you you <laughs> can't get that kind of luck in the championship. It's just, it always favours the bigger teams. Well, we were one of the bigger teams. It didn't favour us. But look, look at Kilmarnock now. Why can we not get a Steve Clark? Not as bad as, well, to be fair, since when when we were looking for the manager, it was between Owen Coyle and Hartley. And you see what <laughs> uh, Owen Coyle gave to his players? Owen Coyle could have been the striker and refound his form of yesteryear. Well, no, but he gave, what was it What was it he did? He, at Ross he County, he was offering cakes or it sweets. Was I, it was I'm doing cake day. Yeah. That was that was his incentive for the players. No, which, that didn't pan out. That's no. what happens when you sign a bunch of former Liverpool greats. Stephen Gerrard, yes, that's a, a, a hint to you <laughs> with your Rangers tactics. Martin Scuttle. David. But it, it shows you what good management can do in that, you know, Jack Ross, you know. Fantastic. A couple of signings in that St. Mirren team, not too a couple. many. A couple. A I think he signed team. over 12 players. Well, he signed a full new team. Well, he did that, but Livingston, on the budget of a shoestring, are in stroke nearly <laughs> got into the Premiership. And... You know, if they win that playoff, and I know we're recording ahead of time here, that's going to be a right kick in the teeth to what Falkirk have done for the last... I don't know, but I mean, look at it, they've got a good manager in, they've got a good system. It's effective. It may not be pretty, but it's, it's damn effective. Some of our old players... They'll still take, like, only 500 fans because they only like to turn up for big I mean, occasions. I'm, I'm sure that's the kick in the teeth as well. I'm like. sure the likes of Hamilton, Dundee, I'll be signing... <laughs> A huge relief. I know. If Livingston get promoted. But uh, obviously, Lee Miller, now the main man for Livingston, I think we have to say, you know, a huge thank you to him for his service at Falkirk Football Club and <sighs> to Peter Houston as well because there was a lot of success. Took us to a few cup finals and cup semi finals and things that other teams just haven't had the privilege of, especially in the championship. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they definitely did a good job. I know you're very excited, John. You got a wee. Was it a retweet of Lee Miller or yeah. a reply? I got, I got a retweet. Let's see. <laughs> it makes your it makes your day, your week, your month. That's probably the highlight of your year <laughs> for a Falkirk <laughs> support. Um, and what's crazy about that is I remember him. You know, when I was on the terraces at Brockville, um, you know, playing back in the first division. So that's like one player you've basically that's an entire generation. I've seen him all the whole way through. Basically, and he was an absolute brute in that first leg of the playoff, being like elbowed left, right, and centre, blood oh. pouring down his face, and still playing on valiantly. What a beautiful man he was. <laughs> Good marketing too. <laughs> yes, just as Nathan Austin was as well with his uh, oh, no. jazzy jacket, as you'll see in the thumbnail. <laughs> they've, they've taken to, to be fair. They've taken a different approach this season. They've not put a single player's face on the season ticket campaign for good reason because I don't think we have any player that we can idolise so far because no. we don't know who's going to play. Ah, when you could be out, comes back, we're fine. That's true. Yeah, uh, there's got to be some good hashtag there about yeah, could be back or oh, that's bad. It could, that's what How long you worked on that one? As long as it's not Danny Rogers on the phone saying, "Hello, dear." <laughs> I'm back and you're like oh no <laughs> that was the exciting signing to get our season tickets through there that's why you bought your season ticket John for no, no, really. um, oh no so no highs of 7th uh, but never really challenging for the playoffs it's disappointing we couldn't have had the resurgence in the same way that someone like Inverness Caledonian Thistle did um, but by the by hopefully we, we rebuild for next season but before we go on to the kind of future we'll have a wee quiz I think after this Um. Who's your player of the season, John? Oh, I'm gonna spring that on you. That's a, a sore one. Um, player of the season and worst player of the season. Worst player? Uh, Not worst player. We'll stick positive. We'll stay positive then. Best player of the season. I'd give it to Tyro just for his effort. Okay. Who is left as well at the end of the season? No. Uh, yeah, so no, you, for his service. You can't necessarily. 
Nelson and Kubert were great when they came in, as was uh, with Tommy Robson. None of the centre backs get it. Goalkeepers have been. Not even Jordan McGee? Meh. McGee's been good, I'll give you that. He's been really good. But I think for what Tywo had to play up beside mm. in that midfield. Yes. And he, he stood out, so he's, he's my player of the year. Interesting that we barely really mentioned Sibbles. Andrew, would you go with McGee? I, well, personally, I would go for McGee, but not just for his def- like defence, because there was games where Roasting we look... hot girlfriend, right? No. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jordan, if you're listening. You're not, I can guarantee it. <laughs> no, but to be fair, there was games where we looked absolutely dire and there was nothing coming forward, but he would take he would take it on. Like He would take it on himself and he'd do well. He'd push us forward and it was a spark a little bit, mm. but it wasn't enough from where the position what he plays I think but I'd, I'd probably say the one player I think was a bit under mentioned was Conrad Balatoni I think because he was brilliant he, 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 he was really good when he was with us I genuinely think he was I was extremely disappointed that they didn't sign him up because he again was was he in from the start of the season or was he one of the emergency signings he was, he was, he was, emergent, uh, he was just, just before yeah, yeah. So he, was a bit, he was a bit after I thought he did a brilliant job for us I was very sad not to see him sign up I think he ended up going to Turkey United Turkey yeah it's just again he wasn't what Hartley was looking for though because he was going for the three at the back and mm. but he was an old fashioned kind of player he'll get the ball like, he'll always make a good strong tackle and he'll, he'll get the ball at the danger zone but when you get him down to play the ball at his feet mm-hmm. he couldn't do it yeah I think my player of the season I don't I didn't see Jordan McGee's been that great would have been one of the goalkeepers I think David Mitchell was brilliant but then he got his leg completely destroyed right? shattered to bits uh, I think Yukubiak was good for a spell, then just couldn't quite maintain that. So for me, because he's an inspiration to us all for punching well above his weight, Jordan McGee and his woman. Not in terms of his football team, because he shouldn't. He shouldn't be with us. And I think there is rumours about him possibly going up to the the Premiership. Signed a new contract. contract. Has he? Yep. Maybe for money. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we'll wait and see. Anyway. We have a very exciting Falkirk 2017-2018 quiz here. Okay. Challenges on. How many Challenges did you on. go to? Let's, so, let's see. <laughs> shall we cue the music? The famous quiz music is back. So... Every year, and we've only done this twice, so <laughs> for the second year, I've compiled a little season quiz for some unusual questions. Okay, I usually go for stats, but this year, since we did so badly, there weren't that many interesting ones. So I've had to be a little bit creative. A little bit creative. So we'll, I'll get your nearest guesses, guys, is what I'll do. I'll get your nearest guesses. So you both answer these questions, and your nearest guesses, or the first to guess, gets the points. Okay? So question one. When was the last time fini- Falkirk finished as low as 21st in the Scottish football ladder? Okay, so 10th in the first division or equivalent. What year did Falkirk last finish 21st in the Scottish ladder or lower? Uh, 2003. 2003, okay. Uh, the 01-02 season. Oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah, 01 02. You just say that because you heard my. It is 2001 2002. That was very close to Andrew. I was very impressed because. 02 03, we won the league. Was it? it was oh, no. <laughs> it down. So they were ninth in the first division. Do you know who won? Actually, do you know who was in first, second, and third that year? What, well, is Gretna there? No, no. No, no, that'll be. 
Samir, no, Samir mm. were in the same league that season, so we're in Verness. Who they got promoted that season? Clyde Bank. In first, Partick Thistle. Right. Adrianians were in second. Air United finished third. <laughs> and I just looked at that and was like, that is crazy. But, if um, I remember right, that was the season Air United went bust. Adrianians went bust. Aye. 0-1-0-2, going into 2 3 that summer. And that's how Falkirk stayed up, because they were going to get relegated. Quite possibly, but I must Spoolie admit... and other players. I must admit, since then, aside from the spell in the Premiership, it's been second, 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 third, second, second. Aye, this. We've been very, very fortunate with the success in the wrong division, division, but, you know. Championship squad. It is, unfortunately. So, question two. Which former Falkirk player has made the highest number of appearances against Falkirk this season? Mm, this season? This season. What, former Falkirk player? Former Falkirk player. Cam Higginbotham. No. Hmm. Who have we played most this season? Thanks to. Or Brecon. Well, anyone in Brecon? Nah, uh, Dodds with the accountant. Eh. Can I make an argument? Yeah. Eh, uh, I'm gonna go. Austin would have played three. It's not. Think, no, think of. Like, would it, does it need to be a player that plays for this, this season? Or the players played yeah, against us? This season. Well, no, it, it wasn't with us this season. Alright, so. Former um, Falkirk player. Fraser Aird? No. Fraser Aird, I think, played against Falkirk five times. So, who, look, how many times did he play against us? Six. Six. So, who we playing the couple? It must be a Livingston. No, it's not. not. <laughs> Across two clubs. Oh, that doesn't help. Who moved clubs in the championship? <laughs> Inverness, Caledonian Thistle, and Green Morton. Oh, John, Baird. John Baird six times he appeared against Falkirk. He was the highest. Was was his highest appearances at one club was Falkirk as well, wasn't it? Yes, it was high. Peter Houston's longest spell was at Falkirk, isn't his managerial yeah. career as well? Lucky him. <laughs> right, question. I'll skip that question. Question three. How? As What's you predicted, as you predicted earlier, Andrew. How many games did it take Falkirk to equal their number of Betfred Cup goals in the league? I'm gonna I'm gonna say flat out thirteen. So they scored fourteen goals in the Betfred Cup. Right? You're gonna say fourteen. Wait, wait, wait no, 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 absolutely not. Like higher. <laughs> I'm gonna wait. How many league games are in a season? John, I'm gonna need a number. So thirteen. There's no point in working this out. I just need a number. Ten. Ten. And ten games. It took ten games to get to plus twelve. Oh no, right. I'm I'm gonna go maybe. I'll go fourteen. Nineteen. See games. Do you know what game they managed to break it? Was, I'm guessing Adam Muirhead scored a penalty. Maybe, I don't know. I wasn't actually there that day, ironically. It wasn't Dundee United, was it? Dundee United 6-1. Oh, I was, at, I was at a Newcastle game. I kept trying to check the score, but the stadium never had any signals. <laughs> oh, so was so that, after 19 games, they got their 14th goal. I think the second goal that went and equaled that Betfred Cup tally. No, but think, if you think about how bad this is, because we scored six goals in that game. I know. <laughs> Which is even worse. Like, that's 19 oh, games. How bad are Dundee United? Absolutely dismal. So I think we're uh, one each now on the scoreboard. So, which player's name, question four, is an anagram of Morn Tomboys? Um, oh! Morn Tomboys is an anagram of whose name? Tom Tyler? No. No. This is a oh. great podcast listening. Go again. Morn oh. Tomboys. Peanut. Morn Tomboys. I should use that for the quiz music instead. Mon Tomboys. Wait, Mon the Tomboys or Morn? Morn Tomboys. 
Morn Tomboys. Tommy Robson. Tommy Robson's correct. <laughs> don't know where the Y is. Two one to you, John. Boys, B O Y S. Oh, but what? What? His name's Thomas, but. Buzz off. <laughs> <laughs> for the purposes of this quiz, <laughs> for the purposes of this quiz, it is Tommy. So, last couple of more generic questions. Now that John's ahead, two one. Uh, that's not fair. Which outfield player had the fewest minutes on the park? Quickest to buzz in. Which outfield player had the fewest minutes on the park this season? Kieran Dunn. Correct. John goes three one ahead. Don't know who's first team, but there you go. So for two points <laughs> to make it vaguely interesting, <laughs> which player was most frequently used as a substitute? Your last chance, Andrew. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go for Rory Lee. Wrong. Uh, Kevin O'Hara. Yes. <laughs> 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 no way. Did you look these up before no. we came into the quiz? He gets played every week because he still uh, can't score. Okay. I, no, but he got banned at the Dunfermline game. He was out for like eight. That was his most used as a substitute. How many goals has he got in his career? Zero. Incorrect. That's incorrect. One. No, he scored, he's, I'd say, One. three. Three is correct. No points for that. Cause it wasn't oh, come quiz. on, how? Just three <laughs> give me a bit of hope. For who? Oh, when he was playing for his five. East five. He's got three goals. He's not got a Falker goal. Not yeah, he does. A... No. When? Yes, he does. He has one. No, he doesn't. He has one. No, he doesn't. He must do. Not a single goal in a Falker shirt. Oh, no. John Beard stole it, didn't he? Yeah. Well, Remember that against Hibs? It was ruled offside. Oh, one against Rangers. Rangers. It was Rangers. one against Hibs that he almost scored. Uh, was it? Mm. Oh, no. He crossed it in for Bob McHugh. And... No, that's Rangers again. Aye. He played well against Rangers. There you go. Hey. Well done, Kevin. It's a big Celtic fan. Who's he? I don't know. Oh, are you just going for the O'Hara? Brilliant, John. Brilliant. So, well done, John. Your knowledge was alarmingly good. I've paid attention this season. Yes. Uh, the most concerning statistic was obviously 19 games to score the same amount as they had in uh, five games, I think. <laughs> so, so bad. Brutal. Come along to the Betfred Cup next season, guys, because there's no point in buying the season ticket. The draws in the sort of beginning of June. Very exciting. Hopefully get we get someone better than Israel and Albania. Um, is that now we're playing the Nations Cup? Yes. So, World Cup coverage to come soon on Sofa Manager of the Way, although we've not decided on how we're going to do that yet. Uh, to the future! Now Paul Hartley really gets his teeth into things over the summer. Uh, we've already signed three Backstreet Boys. Uh, we have Tom Dallinson. Centre-back. Centre-back, 22 years old. Absolute babe. Good-looking fellow. He replaces Lee Miller quite nicely in that department. We've also got Ryan Bruff. Is it? Yep. Yep. Left back or centre mid. Left back. Morecambe, twenty-two years old, also released. Don't know how good that is. And oh, Danon. See what oh. I did there. That's got to become a chat. It's got to become a chat. No. I mean, oh, we've got worse ones. We've got the Tommy Robson one. They just start going na 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 something like that. Tommy Robson. <laughs> no, banana, banana, Tommy Rob. Is it? No, no, no. Like they do. Like no, no, no. Tommy no. Robson. He's say it to me, Andrew. I can't because it's out, so out of a tune. Oh, it's like he's Tommy Robson. He's effing class. Oh dear. He's Tommy Robson. He's effing fast. It just he runs up the wing and puts in a cross. He's Tommy. Like oh, it's just Tommy dreadful. Robson, he does his job. <laughs> yeah, well, that's brilliant creativity there from the Falkirk fans. So if you, it's the worst song I think I've ever heard. If you do need a new one, oh Dan on or Dan on. Dan- well, do you think we're randomly just going to go when he goes to scores a goal? We just go, oh, Dan on. We've had enough yes. trouble with trademarks this year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, losing the logo for I think two years. Yep. 
<laughs> it just shows you how valuable it is. <laughs> nobody <laughs> noticed. <laughs> Literally nobody noticed. No fake merchandise. I bet you there was some guy. Well, there was. Some... Like this is how this all sparked up. It I... wasn't fake at the time. No, though. it wasn't fake at the time. No, it was completely <laughs> legitimate because a fan made a T-shirt with a Falkirk badge on it. I bet you there's some some guy at some dodgy market in France selling knockoff Falkirk tops that now doesn't have to pay the bill for. <laughs> Fortunately, so yeah. Next season, our scout is obviously based down south. In sort of Middle England, and this is where we seem to be sourcing a lot of the new blood from. So, is it is this a good direction for the club? And how would when do you see this Premiership? Because Paul Hartley has been given the mantra of going up to the Premiership. This is the biggest budget they've ever had in the Championship. That's what they say? I would believe that. Um, Pre Division One days and stuff. It's presuming. probably been adjusted for inflation. It's marginally oh, bigger for this season. Right, right, pipe doing business pessimist. <laughs> John, it's the biggest budget. It's up by three percent. When do we go up to the Premiership and how, John Brown? I don't know. Brilliant, <laughs> Andrew. It's too hard to say. You're uh, not Andrew. Shut up. <laughs> I'd say this year because looking at Paul Hartley's record, oh, he got he got Dundee. He, t- he took he took Alloa, and after two seasons, he went up once. He took Dundee, and he went up after two seasons. So this is technically his second season. He's got full control, and I think. It's either going to be playoffs. I don't like if we get in the playoffs. I don't think we'll go up. If we win, if we, if we're not in the playoffs, we'll win. <laughs> we'll finish first. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get relegated. It's all or nothing. First or tenth. No, but I think English players are better than Scottish, and we've established that a long time ago. So the good thing about these guys is you've never heard of them. <laughs> so, so we already know they might not be rubbish. <laughs> if you know what I mean? Yeah, but then it's a risk. Uh, it's, it's, it's an exciting it's a risk it's a risk worth taking it's a risk worth taking if you're going to sign like jobbers that you know like, are up in the central belt you already know they're rubbish we've got better looking signings this year than we did last year so we'll be the best looking team in the championship well I mean not that the team was ageing but they, they kind of were so I think it is good to have this fresh blood and I think what's interesting is that the games we played well in last season like Dundee United we just demolished with other blokes that were fast <laughs> essentially folk like Yakubiak Robson you hopefully Yakubiak comes back and well, it, was, it was muted. It's hinted. It's hinted. At. It's a strong rumor. It's but... eyeballs. Eyeballs emojis on Twitter. It's fucked it all. Well, we've got this Danone boy who says he's fast. He is fast. Well. You not seen his highlight highlight reel that been made by the Falkirk fans already? People have too much time on their hands. <laughs> yes, that's why we're sitting here for fifty minutes recording <laughs> what we think about the season. Uh, so I think that's. I think him and Yukubiak, if they're both fast, I'd love that. Right, that's one thing I would. I hate one striker up top. Like, if you're going to be a top side in a league, it's got to be two up top. We if do you have, have a strong football team. What, what do you mean? Played two up top. Well, the the tail end of the season, it was a three-five-one. Is all we ever did. You could be up front by himself. Next to Nelson. No, Nelson didn't play in that tail end of the season. Mainly because he, I had been. Oh, it was, it was Longridge. Playing. No, sorry, Zidane. No, what? Don't diss Longridge. He finished the season as a top scorer. He did, yes. But again, <laughs> I still he still annoyed me the way he played. Not he enough was... to mention in our earlier. More greedy. He's a good player though. Um, Saved us. Yeah, I don't. I think he's probably going to get a gig for the first half of the season at Hamilton. No, I don't think he'll go back to Hamilton. I think. I, think he, I, I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling he's going to go to Livingston. Well, there is with talk his about that. They must go back with his brother at Livingston, no matter what. His but brother again, no, go absolutely through him though. No, his his brother went through Tom Tywell and Tom Tywell lay in a puddle. This was like after like it was like freezing cold and stuff. But then an the, analogy for Falkirk season. <laughs> Yeah, like to be fair, the like they put him in a blanket. We thought he was out for good, but <laughs> there, there, Falkirk, it gets better. Uh, if he's going forward, and I don't know what Hartley's plans are for next season, 
I went to the roadshow. Well, <laughs> he's got he's had a personality bypass. I don't see why that's a good idea for anybody. <laughs> Apparently, it was quite good, by the way. Yeah, I well, uh, there was what? Huh? Oh, well, there was pictures of smiling and laughter. Wonderful which were clearly, as well. clearly the staged. It's the beard. Yeah, beards are not manly. <laughs> he's put on like three stone. I saw blonde Hartley. In the lead up to the Scottish Cup, they were playing like oh, the the good games, and it was Hearts against Gretna. And he was playing for Hearts. I also saw him, I think Celtic were playing Rangers in the semi-final at Celtic Park. Much thinner man back Wait, then. Wait, are you judging Paul Hartley? He's, he's a manager now. What do you expect? Everyone seems to go out. He should be as physical as these players. But, back to my point, I want to see two up front because we've just been... It's been so difficult to get service to the strikers this season and they, we need someone. And I wish they used Lee Miller a bit more to kind of play off of because Lee Miller, when he was subbed on, there was no plan, there was no organisation with how he was used. And we've seen how effective. That's how I like to play football is what I call the Miller-Mackey theorem. Well, which I think... Hope. Well, no, yeah, yes. Yeah. Pretty much. You hit it up to Lee Miller, who's a big, tall header, and this is how it worked at Aberdeen, who heads it on to Darren Mackey, who's nice and fast, can hopefully get in behind, and you kind of go from there. Yeah, but if you look at, like... If you looked at like Darren, Ma- where did Darren Mackey go after to Aberdeen? Did he not go to Fraserburgh in the Highland League? No, no, he went to America and came back, and you know that was that was his career was Aberdeen. That's fair dues, but I think that works well in the Championship. You know, just movement and passing, just the quality's not there. So why bother? Are you judging? Like, no, Andrew. Every game, every potential. game we've watched this season, right? Everything that's been lacking in the championship is a lack of finishing, for one. They could score 14 goals against each other if they had a single drop of finishing. And, you know, the passing in the final third is abysmal for everybody, not just us. No, I know that. So there's there's no point. And that's... uh, What game was I watching the other day? Ah, That that Partick Thistle-Livingston first playoff leg was professional hoofball. Oh, yeah, like I mean, Livingston—the best, the, the best kind of game. Football, the best it's game. type of Partick football. It's the type of Motherwell football. Yeah, you know. if Living, Livingston versus Motherwell is a pit of Scottish football, punt it long, let the striker yeah. bring it down, and let yeah. the people behind them do the job. But it was. Passion. It works. It does work. It was passionate, which you know I'm fine with the passionate, and motivated. You know, I, 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 you know that's just something we've been lacking this year a bit. As you see, I, I guess a strength in the midfield. So yeah. maybe we do need to sort out. You know, Harkins would have been good. I would have loved that, but again. It's. I think if he's trying to build from the youth, I'd say get a taller midfielder because we need to start winning those ba- these aerial battles because the centre backs aren't going to do it from every goal kick and that's where we are getting hit in the counter quite a lot. I think if he gets Yukubi back in, the kind of strike force is sorted nearly. Yeah, but how are we going to pay his wages? Because <laughs> I, I mean, he'll be on that I, much money. <laughs> I mean, he's he's on three grand a week <laughs> at Watford. Seriously, I have to drop down. I think most youngsters will be kind of close to that. Because we paid 20% of his wages once he came up, apparently. I think he might come back. Depends on what other offers he gets. Yeah. And he, he has exposed himself. As a Falkirk Legally, lad. I should point out. Um, <laughs> Played for Falkirk. Have so. you seen those pictures? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Yukubiak was, was the hot property at one point. After two or three games, especially after like Cove Rangers game and stuff, that was his peak. And I thought it was interesting in watching him against Rangers in the first true test. He really struggled against their defence. Absolutely no support, though. I know. Nothing. Yeah, I know. But and if, that is the biggest problem for this season. Is you, it's very difficult to judge both him and Nelson. Well, I don't think sent this up to them. Apart from maybe Longridge, if he decided to pass the ball, it was a challenge for them. They had no support. Why would you pass the ball if you believe that everyone's equally well, rubbish? To, to be fair, if you just look at me like Dobby, he can do it himself. Um. 
He was like, if if he never no. got injured, I reckon Queen of the South might have been within the playoffs. The thing about Stephen Doby is he's he's a finisher, and yeah. he's the only one in the league. Uh, well, maybe well Ryan Hardy's quite good. A few of the St Mirren guys. Uh, Stephen Doby is a cut above absolutely everybody, and it's plain to see. Yes. But that's because he can finish. Yeah, he's a Premiership striker. And nobody, well, he doesn't have the physicality of a, a Premiership striker. How? He's got no pace. Chris Boyd. Yes, but Chris Boyd is better than Stephen Doby. Yes, but the, no, but the thing is, you Chris have, Boyd you, is better. You're than just Stephen gonna, Doby. you're just gonna have to say that, but you can't actually pinpoint how. Well, he was nominated for right, nominating, nominating as the Premiership player of the season was Stephen Doby. I don't believe he was. No, because in the championship. See, you're making no, no, you're no, no, just no, no. making a completely invalid no, argument. No. I'm saying was he nominated for a championship player of the season? Yes. Was he? Yes. Well, I'm sure he was, I. Was he? I'd be surprised if he wasn't. Well, I bet your Boyd has scored more goals. <laughs> <laughs> Boyd does more TV punditry. Ha! <laughs> there you go. Therefore, <laughs> he is better. Stop his in here, like. But that that again would be nice to have as a, a legend coming back home. This is, uh, this Scott is really, Arfield would have been handy. I mean, uh, yeah, but you can't really blame him from going. Where to he be didn't. honest though, if we get promoted and stay up for another couple of seasons, Arfield will end up back in Falkirk. You think? Uh, you don't think he's burnt those bridges going to Rangers? No. Because nah. well, I think I think we're at the point. Do you think it's a good move for him? God, no. yes. I'd probably say yes. Obi's getting paid up front. Right. Okay. Go ahead. Argue. I'm going to say yes for the fact that. He's, he was at Burnley and he got he, he was dropped because Robbie Brady came in and stole from where he was and he, Robbie he, he Brady's did. always stealing Scottish players positions Andy Robertson got booted for Hull for the same thing did he? yeah we'll figure <laughs> well yeah but then if you if you look at it like Scott Arfield he grinded his way into that Burnley team he got dropped off at Huddersfield so he, would, he did work really hard to get where he was but now he's not he wasn't going to get back in the Premiership I don't think he would have. He would have to go back down to the Championship or he could have came back home to Scotland, even though he's Canadian technically, but not really. And Rangers is... You'll see how they play next year, but again, he's playing in front of a really big crowd. Yeah, Stephen Doby was nominated. He is a Rangers fan as well. He is. Well... Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Are you you saying this because he sings Follow Follow on a bundle? No, no, I'm fairly confident he's a Rangers fan. I thought, like, where is he from? Livingston, originally. Edinburgh? Bells Hill. I don't know. Bridgeton. I think he'll come back to Falkirk and then we'll win the league and we'll win the Europa League and we'll do what Aberdeen can't do. Uh, we're the very reason they had to change the Europa League rule to saying that no, if you're in the final of the Scottish Cup, you can't just get the Europa League spot because you will be beaten off by someone from Liechtenstein or Luxembourg in Rangers' case, so that didn't help either. Or Icelandics beat Queen of the Sixth, so... But I th- I think it's interesting in that I w- for the signing policy I always think it's good to pick off some like ex premiership stars and try and but like if you look if you look at the way that it's happened so far the only success for Rangers from an ex Premier League star I'm talking about Falkirk well this is the Falkirk season review Andrew remember oh yeah but <laughs> we're not picking off any Rangers but although Hardy would be nice big team found. <laughs> What about him? <laughs> Dear. Clinton Hill retired, so we can let that one go. There's, no, you don't want to be saying anybody you know the name of. Why? Because we know the rubbish. Yeah, because that's less exciting. We know so you would, can we not just take our group, group of randoms and see how they do? Well, why wouldn't it's you, exciting. Why wouldn't you pick off someone like, you know, Wraith have had a few good players this season, for example, from League oh, One? No. Uh, what? What? 
No. You, oh, you wouldn't touch any of that race squad. Yes, you would. No, you would. Who's who's the midfielder? Uh, Mitchell. No, 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 no. Young midfielder. He scored a lot at the start of the season. Well, Lewis Vaughan is someone we've talked Lewis about. Lewis Vaughan, yes. Uh, they have a quite good defender. People like Shanklin does stocks quite high. Apparently, Hearts are looking at folk like Shanklin. No, but Shanklin, Shanklin didn't do very well in the championship. But well, this is the problem. He's doing well now. These League One guys. But Vaughan, Vaughan, Vaughan didn't actually play in the championship. Yes, he did. He played for Dumbarton. Did he? Yeah. He played for Dumbarton. On loan from Wraith. He saved Dumbarton. So technically he's performed in. I'm, I would I would take him, but I'm we can't afford him. So you wouldn't take... Oh, who's up for grabs in the Premiership right now? For sake of argument, Randy Walters from Dundee. Nah. Nah. He struggled in the, in the Premiership. Yeah, no, but that's a level above... And we've seen some Premiership football this season, and it's been a heck of a lot. Well, the top six of the Premiership in particular is a level way above. Aye, it's exciting as well. Yeah, that's a different argument. For mm, is it? It is. Oh, aye. What? I don't know. This has been one of the most exciting Premiership seasons we've had in years. Oh, yes. Oh, I know, but the quality is... That doesn't matter. Like, that 5-5 Rangers for Burning game was an absolute disaster. And if, like... you, if you know the quality's not there, make it exciting. True. And make it marketable. True. I like it. Well, well, I, the highlight for our season would must be that we got on the SPFL bucket list for must-see. Did we? After the Dundee United game, we, oh, got, the put, we got put onto the, we got added to the bucket list. I only saw like six or seven that they put throughout the season, so we're on the bucket list. I'd rather died. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, to <laughs> to round off those thoughts, and I think we've covered everything now. Again, the highlight of my season was definitely the Ryan Blair, who was terrible. Wonderful goal. Sensational finish against St Mirren and I leapt forward roaring for the first time that season I must say. I've not celebrated any goal like that. Took your time. I did. <laughs> but you know when you're standing there it's not the same. Um, and I really hope we continue that into next season. That's my positive thought. What's your positive thought to end on John? Uh, well he's not been released yet so <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a work in progress. I throw my page across there. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm looking for that. It's to see what kind of signing is coming. Mm. Yeah, that's the biggest sort of pivot point for what, how next season will go. Mm. So far, so good. So far, so good. Um, I really like the look of the three guys he signed. What do the look of them or the actual ability? <laughs> good <laughs> marketing three. tools. All We're going to become an absolute is that what, is that what gold calling, mine. Is that what they're calling them these days? They've froze their season ticket prices, so there's an incentive to actually get one again. I won't be queuing up at half eight in the morning. That, that was stupid. No, I don't think there's, there's no need to queue up at half eight in the morning to get a season ticket. Did you, did you do that on I, the first day? I expected a mad rush. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, absolutely no need. I had to go and get there. I was going to unit to my dissertation. Oh. Typical. What's your positive thought to end on, Andrew? Best looking team of 2018 19. That's a good note to end on. So thank you very much, I guess, to everyone at Falkirk Football Club for making this season memorable. In one form or another. <laughs> it's our time, remember that. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for all the memories and uh, have a good afternoon, a good morning, and a good season. Bye bye.